0: Welcome everyone. You are listening to the Art of Touring podcast. I'm your host, SisDog. Dog. I've got a bit of a sore throat today, but I'm uh, gargling the Betadine sore throat gargle, I'm drinking lots of water, got me your cult. So hopefully I'll come good soon. Still on school holidays, one week to go before I head back into the classroom. Uh, So I'm enjoying the time at home, which is nice. Art of Touring is brought to you every single Tuesday. You can listen to Art of Touring on iTunes and on the recently launched Google Podcasts app. This week on the podcast I had a chat with Anth Nikic from Melbourne Rock Power Trio Warbirds. It was great to catch up with old mate Anth. Uh, we had a great chat about his musical upbringing, the bands he played with over the years um, and his current band Warbirds. Their tour to Sydney, had a chat about their film clip that's coming up. It's a good chat to have a listen to that. Uh, There is some coarse language in this week's episode, however, so if you are listening with kids, uh, it might be a good idea to switch it on the wiggles, uh, and then once they're dropped off at the play centre, throw Art of Touring back on. Now let's take a moment to hear from this week's sponsor. Episode 11 of Art of Touring is proudly brought to you this week by Hot Showers. Do you feel a bit smelly? Haven't given your undercarriage a bit of a How's your father? Then why not have a hot shower? You'll love the feeling of the hot water on your body. You won't want to get out, ever. Hot showers, better than a cold one. <laughs> All right, guys, just so you know, Art of Touring is hosted by Wooshka. If you'd like to listen on the desktop, you can visit their website, player.wushka.com backslash. Shows backslash art dash of dash touring. Here's Anth from Warbirds. Have a listen, and I'll be back at the end of the show for some concluding comments. (laughs) Welcome everybody to the Art of Touring. It's a podcast about life on the road. Talking uh, with Anth from the Warbirds. How you going? Welcome, Anth. Thanks, man. We're sitting, uh, in my lounge room tonight, uh, different setting. I've never done a podcast from, uh, my own house, but hopefully this will become a bit of a habit. And, um, we're going to talk all things warbirds, all things anth. Now, how do you pronounce your last name? Nekic. Ne- ne- exactly. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got it. <laughs> What's Nekic?
1: Is that Maso or? No, it's Croatian. So Cro- it's, um, Croat. it's actually spelt without the H at the end. Right, so it's N E K I C with a little tick above it, which creates so it's supposed to be like a church sound. Ah, so when Mum and Dad moved here, they put the H on the end of it to help the rest of the community pronounce the name properly, which it didn't fucking work at all. <laughs> so they should have just left it the way it was, I think.
0: <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Where did you um Where did you grow up,
1: Anthe? Um, I was born in Essendon, raised in Tuller, in Tullamarine. Yep. Um, yeah, older brother. Um two of us and that was it? You that know? was and, it. Yeah. Um dad worked at Ford for thirty odd years. You know, it was like your working class kind of you know, mum worked at a factory and Yeah. You know, what did your dad do at Ford? He was a supervisor there. He was running uh, a couple of plants, um, building utilities and do you remember the Capri's? Remember those little sports cars? Yeah. Caprice in the nineties, those little look like little M X five, Mazda M X five, that was kind of you know, in charge of them, yeah. He put them together. Yeah, well overseeing
0: it anyway. Overseed yeah. them. Um, and um, your mum worked in a factory. Yep,
1: printing factory. I think they did like containers and yogurt
0: containers and yeah, stuff like that. Man, yeah, far out. Yep. And so and you said you had an older brother. Yep.
1: Yeah, uh, Dame's uh, ten ten years older than me. So growing up, I had the the most awesome influence and of music and stuff. So when I was four. Or yeah. six, whatever. I was listening to like The End by The Doors, which is unusual. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was getting into all this awesome music yeah. when I was a kid. So when I was first listening to tunes, I had a great, great influence to kind of, you know, especially at that age, you, um, it's, um, how could I say, you're, you're innocent. So when you hear sure. something you like, you know about it. There's no, um, uh, influenced by, any, by anything, you know. Mm. We don't know what this band looks like, but you know, there's no internet or anything. So no, that's Put it. a CD on, and a couple of pictures is
0: all do you all do you have, you know. That's it, yeah.
1: Um, so that was that was kind of the start of everything, really.
0: I had an older brother as well. I have two older brothers, yeah. Um, but m- the middle brother Andrew, he's only 15 months older than me. Oh, okay. So we we're that's very, very close, very close, yeah. yeah. But my older older brother Paul. He's, he's, uh, he' who was at least three years older than us uh-huh. both um, maybe four I can't remember that's terrible but um, <laughs> he would uh, listen to tunes and as, as did my mum as well and so we would all all kind of get our influences from from yeah the older siblings and that yeah you know? yeah, yeah.
1: so your, did your parents have a bit of like of a serious music love kind of thing to influence you
0: a little bit or I'm pretty much convinced my dad is tone deaf. Like, oh yeah, right. He's so zero. zero, zero musical body yeah. in yeah. my dad's body. <laughs> he likes coming to the gigs. Yeah. He's at every show. Yeah. He know he figured out the rider situation pretty, pretty bloody <laughs> quick. Looks like, like Dave, smart man. Can you give me a trick? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dad, I'll, I'll hook you up. I'll hook you up. Got you some know. cards. Yeah, <laughs> you got the cards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But my mum uh, was a guitar teacher uh, oh wow growing up yeah. so that's awesome. It, it was it was awesome having that in the house. Um, I think I mentioned it on a previous podcast um, for those listening um, each week uh, that I thought it was daggy when you know my th- oh hey Bowie hey How you going That's my cat everybody Bowie she's got one green eye, one blue eye you put it together. Um yeah so I thought and it was daggy. <laughs> yeah she can sing Yeah, great singing voice. Um uh, when, so yeah when uh, uh the, the uh, guitar le- uh, uh, students would come over I was to feel like oh, mum's doing a guitar lessons whatever you know but it wasn't it wasn't until I was a teenager when I saw my brother playing in bands I was like oh this is cool oh, you know really? I want to be yeah in a mus- musical kind of vibe but Yeah right. See mum and dad with with me um I remember in year in
1: year 7 you know, late late primary school I was really loving Van Halen, mm. Motley Crue, and those kind of so my brother had a few of those albums, those classic kind of albums. And in year seven and I was always wanted to be a rock star kind of thing, you know. If you have a look at my primary school photos, like my hair's perfect, man, it's got the mullet <laughs> happening and I'm you know. And um in year seven they had drum lessons ah. uh, for seven bucks a lesson. So I wanted to I wanted to be a drummer initially. So you know when Bon Jovi's Superb came out and all that that kind of stuff, a Bon Jovi, yeah, yeah, and um, seven bucks a lesson. So the idea that my old school parents, you know, who are working their asses off, are going to give me seven bucks, you know, a week mm. to hit things, you know, <laughs> it's not going to happen, right? No, uh, but guitar lessons were for free. Yeah, why so, was that? I don't know, I, I, I guess I'd have more people attending. I don't I have no idea, man. Yeah, Maybe the drum frugal. teacher
0: costs more. I have no idea, man. Yeah. Maybe the, the guitar teacher was like employed by the school, but the drummer something like wasn't. that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And um and so I started playing guitar and loved it and started uh, kind of uh, had an act for it instantly, yeah. Mm. <clears throat> and so mum and mum and dad, especially mum, anyway, dad was a hard working guy, he'd come home a bit grumpy and you know, eat and do his <laughs> thing in the backyard, whatever. um, and mum was like, okay, okay well, this is good. He enjoys it. We'll keep him busy. Yeah. Didn't see, didn't realise what the effect it's going to have for the next 30 plus years or whatever it is, you know. And um, yeah, and so I got my first Valencia nylon string. Went for a couple of them. Yeah. And, um, and the rest is history, man. You know and so I mean? you never got the drum lessons? No.
0: Oh, Never man. got them. So I thought, you
1: know what, I'll, I'll get out of a period a week. Yes. So every Monday I'll or whatever, the, I'll, get, I'll get
0: out of school and
1: I'll get to play guitar. So... Yeah, that's pretty
0: good. That's... If if the drum lessons were free, we, we this could be a completely different conversation. Yeah, I could be on the
1: couch, man, watching TV right now. Uh,
0: you never know. Well, you know the. Oh yeah, look, yeah. The, the drums was my, were my first uh, lesson. It. I still love it. Yeah. yeah, I said when I was five years old to my mum, I said I want to play the drums. She's like, you ask me again when you're ten. And when I was ten years old, I said, Mum, I want to play the drums, and she's like, okay. And so she got me lessons. Oh, yeah, right. And so I went down to Main Street Music in Greensboro and got lessons from Justin Humphreys. Right. Um, The bloke's name was, and he, he'd teach me out of the Frank Coronola. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, right. The book, you know. Yeah, yeah. The Bible. <laughs> and uh, every week I'd come home and my brother would be playing the drums. And I'd be like, I need to practice. Like, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm on it, on the kid at the yeah. moment. Um, But, you know, I would get on the kid. And then eventually I gave up the the drums because in high school all the all the singers... That I had in bands, they, they couldn't pitch, they couldn't sing, and I could always just sing. I just dude, came naturally I, to I, me. I actually
1: know. never wanted to sing. Right. So I wanted to be a drummer. Yeah. End up playing guitar, and wanted to be like Eddie Van Halen slash Richie Sa- I wanted to look like Richie Samuel. He's the <laughs> yeah. coolest looking dude that yeah. I could sing. Yeah. Great player. And so in the process of finding a singer, I will just hold the fort. So we learning a whole bunch of Kiss songs and all that kind of stuff back sure, then. Sure, yeah. Uh, funnily enough, our first gig with, with my first band, we were we uh, a couple a couple of guys met these girls from the other side of town. Mm. Had money, and they were having their eighteenth birthday party, or twenty first, or eighteenth, or something of like that, and they wanted us to play at their party. That's we the thought, gig. Hell yeah, right? And they're gonna have a marquee set up and all this stuff, and all they wanted was Kiss. <laughs> we said, shit, yeah, we'll learn all the Kiss songs we, we can, you know, yeah. a few Van Halen songs in, and that's what they wanted. They were big Kiss fans. And lo and behold, um, on the week of the gig, it cancelled or something. It, rained, oh. it was rained out, so we're absolutely mortified. We're devastated. Right? And you'd learn all these. We tunes. learned like twenty plus hit songs, right? <laughs> oh my God. Um, but in the process of doing that, we couldn't find anyone to sing. So I'd be singing. And the other guitarist back 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 in the day, he'd sing a few songs, and we had kind of had a good good thing happening. Sure. And we we're an original band as well, yeah. And um, I put my foot in at one time where the boys went out and met the guy, like that singer, they went to a bar to watch a band and they met this cool dude and got it chatting and had a few beers and yeah, he goes, I take singing lessons and oh yeah, maybe we're in the early 20s and some of them take singing lessons, my God, they must be able to sing. You know? Sure, yeah. And I said, cool, I said, boys, if he can't do it, I'll do it yes. because I'm over it. I'm over this shit. Right? Yeah, yeah. And he was horrible. I'll never forget it, man. He, <laughs> he was a good looking guy you know. I had the persona yeah. and stuff but he Had the sing. look but couldn't he could sing. not sing. And again, that's, yeah, so the things I was kind
0: of pitching for, kind of, you know, you never know how it's going to yeah, fall, definitely. how the cards are going to fall, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, what was the name of that first band that you played? Uh, Baby you Doll know? Junkies. Baby Doll Junkies. Yes, yeah, we. Um, and what year was because you were saying you were eighteen? So two thousand and. Huh. Three. Two
1: thousand three.
0: You were eighteen. Two thousand and four. No, so it was you,
1: about twenty nine no, no, it was a couple of years later when we started kind of kicking um, oh, and stuff. So our first gig would have been about two thousand three, two thousand four. So you didn't have
0: a band in high school.
1: Oh, in high school I actually played with probably the best drummer ever. Right. Um, who never had a drum kit. It was a Greek boy called Theo. Right? Theo. And um, played on his lap. His strict wog, you know, Greek Greek parents, and this yeah. guy was an animal. Right. Brilliant. And unfortunately, um, oh, look, without going into too much detail, kind of things didn't work out. Yeah. And then gradually, after high school, you know, I studied a little bit, and which um, started my apprenticeship as a chef. Yes, which was hard to juggle, obviously band and stuff. So I got through the apprenticeship, and um, and so it would have been shortly after that. Um, met a drummer from another drummer from high school, bumped into him, and he knew some guys from a Kiss tour that he bumped into it. Well, while Kiss was touring, mm. and um, and it was killer. It was a good band, Babydoll Junkies. Man, I got the EP. Oh, we did a demo, a demo at home, a three-song demo. Yes. And it was killer. It was good. We played at a place called the House of Fools in Footscray. I've never heard of that um, venue. It, it was eventually called the Belgravia Hotel. Now it's knocked down and there's going to be apartments. So it's near the Vic Uni. It's gone. Yeah. Yeah. And um, for original band, we had a residency there. And we started for about six or seven weeks on Friday nights there. And it was awesome. Look we had a you. ball. It was great. Yeah. Um, and that was, yeah, that was like our first gigs. Uh, Bendigo Hotel, of uh, the Barley Corn.
0: You know. Oh, the Barley yeah. Corn. I remember yep. that place, man. That was my yeah, first man. gig, too, at yeah, yeah. Barleycorn. Yeah. Because, well, I mean, not my very first gig. I think my first official gig was like the, 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 back in the TAFE days. Because I, oh, okay. after school, I went and studied a music diploma at TAFE, yep. Greensboro TAFE, and we played a place called uh, Edwards Tavern. And Edwards Tavern was a big rock and roll venue in the yeah, 80s. I, I, I know the Edwards, it, it Edwards was Tavern Edwards yeah, Tavern yeah, was I called. The, in the ages, yeah. Yeah, and then a... It, The people that owned it just before it closed down, they then went... I think her name was Jane or something. God, that's taken me back. She went and opened up the Barleycorn. Oh, wow. And then my first... Yeah, kind of um, dipping my toes in the water in in the original scene. Yeah, yeah. When I first started playing in bands in my 20s, I didn't know there was a difference between a cover band and an original band. Yeah, right. (laughs) I just wanted to play music. So I was like, oh, let's play other people's tunes. Yeah. And I booked the the Barleycorn to play a show. And I don't think we even played one one original song. We were just playing...
1: But you usually do that when you're signing off. I had man. no like, idea. Then we had 25 Kiss songs under our belt. Yeah. Like
0: two originals, man. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. I was like, oh, okay, so there's a difference. You can yeah. play other people's tunes and get paid, or you can play your, your own, own tunes and, and have fun. <laughs> and have
1: <laughs> a good time. And get a couple of beers. And have a few beers. That's it.
0: <laughs> the Barleycorn. Oh, man. Yeah, it was definitely Jane. I can't forget her name. My goodness. Yeah, but yeah. There you go, man. Um and so I suppose my next question for you, my friend, yeah. is um that band name that you said you, you had the band the baby doll junkies yes. you in your twenties, but in, in high school what was the name of that band?
1: Aftershock. We Aftershock. had we had we, we stole uh, initially it was called Mammoth, which is we kind of stole Van Halen's first band, I think they were called Mammoth, or right. Like that, right? So I thought let's use that, you know, but we initially were called Aftershock. There was a high school band. Yeah called Aftershock. And actually, what's cool, a bit of trivia here, um, George Ballas, the guitarist
0: from My Dynamite. Okay, My Dynamite. He yeah. played bass. There you go. Yeah,
1: so he was mates with, with Theo back then. and um, Yeah. Yeah, so I've known George for a really long time, and he's a brilliant guitarist, you know, mm. obviously. But um, yeah, so will your iron made any kind of uh, good heavy rock?
0: Yeah, right.
1: But um, Aftershock, that was the first band name.
0: Yeah, aftershock, baby doll junkies, and then from after when baby baby doll junkies yeah. kind of disbanded, yeah, how long and between drinks was it before the wa- warbirds were? Ah,
1: uh, it was a while. Um, what happened was baby doll junkies uh, broke up, a couple of members left, or whatever happened back then it was a long time ago. Yeah, and myself and the bassist who were very close, we um, kept the band rolling and we formed another band called Charing Cross. What was it called? Charing Cross. Charing. Charing. C-H-A-R-I-N-G. Ah. Not Charing like something burning, Charing Cross. So Charing Cross, we, we 80s eighties metal style band. Sure. You well, know? Big long hair and stuff like that back then. And um, we, we thought, let's, let's do something that has uh, the Playboy Mansion. Might, you know, we'll take something from like, something sleazy, you know? Yeah. So we're going to use, let, let's use the Playboy Mansion house number. As a band name, so let's say it was called 6450 or sure. f- some cool number. Yeah, but the, I think the the actual number is like ten thousand seven hundred eighty five or, or <laughs> some. You know, it wasn't like sixty three or yeah. that we could use. So, but it was actually on Charing Cross. I think the street name was called Charing Cross or something like that. Ah, so we ended up just keeping that. We thought it kind of sounds heavy. Yeah, as well, you know. And that was a good band. We actually, I was been in touch with with my mate, um, the, the, the bassist, and um, he's actually got a. Uh, a dvd of us playing our first kick at the Gershon room which would have been about 2004 2005 roughly wow yeah um and we were opening um Tear gas for headlining which is Al gamy for moments apart and um Al Gammie, That gamy yeah. remi- that that name springs a bell yeah yeah you would bell. Have seen him around, man. yeah 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 <clears throat> um, uh, who else was on the bill? The Dead Things, Julian Millis' band, who plays in White Widow now. Okay. Um, just all, all these guys. Just got, It was quite essential anyway. Yeah, of course. And um, and that was like a big, a big gig. So it was kind of weird that he actually sent me a photo of it the, the other day saying, I found this DVD, man. I thought, fuck, I haven't seen this in years, <laughs> man. Wow. So i might good 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 beats tonight and have a few beers and, 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 and watch. And, and uh, I asked him, I go, is it still good? Like, is it good? Because I remember it we awesome. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, Google your memory was like-, like... Apparently it's quite good, so it'd nice. be, be interesting to watch.
0: You haven't watched it yet? No, no, I haven't seen it, mate. No. But it's it's in your house.
1: No, it's at his house. No, oh, he hasn't sent it, it yeah. to you yet. No, actually I'll show you right now on while we're doing this. But um yeah, man, it was um yeah, good times. So we had Charing Cross. Yes. Um and um
0: Oh, there you go. There yeah, it is. Yeah. For yeah. those playing at home, I'm I'm now looking at a very long haired and <laughs> skinny, naked, very skinny, very naked. skinny. Uh, uh playing. It looks like a. Is it that a music man? No, oh, no. That's no, yeah, a, um, Is that you in the middle? Yeah, that's me in the middle. It man, looks yeah. like an upside down headstock.
1: It is. That's the Japanese HRR Strat Squire Strat. It's, Far out. Yeah, it was a beast. I've actually played that thing for about twelve years as a main guitar. Wow. And I just kept on customising it, and um, it's under the stairs now at my place.
0: Doesn't get a look in. Nah. So I really
1: need to. Spend a bit of money on it. It'll be good to get it up and running again. It's there a mean, mean guitar, but um, yeah, I've got plenty of guitars I had to choose from. So,
0: And of course, Charing yeah. Cross obviously eventually disbanded, and then do we get to the Warbirds, or was there a band in the that No, yeah, that as
1: well? then I um, kind of had enough of the original scene for a little while there. Right. Um, it was over the, the just the, I don't know, the hardships or whatever it is. You know, it's sometimes it's not easy. You, know, yeah, you, you man, break it's... up, you think, fuck, a, I want to have a bit of a break, and I joined yeah. an acoustic trio and did covers. Yeah, for right. Three or four years or something like that. Made wow. some money. we you know? Played a lot of shows and weddings and residencies around and some bars and yeah. And um, and then Walmart, and did you did you sing? Yeah, I sang and played guitars. Two guitarists and we had a female singer called Pinstripe. The, the band was called Pinstripe. Sure, it was good. Mate. Yeah, we had good fun. You know. Yeah, had, covers you had, man. Free food and, and you know some good money and you know it was good. And also what what I found was actually very it was educational, man. Yeah, man. Um, playing ABBA song. Good yeah. luck remembering fourteen chords, man. Like you know what I mean. Like <laughs> no, yeah, play man. play those songs, like, and the, the expertise they that goes easy. into writing those. You know, people might bang the same bands like Appa or whatever, but no, um, but that band was ridiculous. Yeah, brilliant. So you you it's you you hone in your trade. So I found it really, um, well, there's gigs you play you're doing. anything. You think, fuck, what am I doing here, man?
0: Mm. You know, play Jessie's Girl and Rihanna yeah, Girl. And, I know,
1: but it's actually. Um, it's good. You 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 learn you, you learn the skills, songwriting, singing yeah, harmonies, all um, that stuff. Because it's out of your comfort zone, mate. You know exactly. So, and um, and then yeah, Warbirds formed shortly after that. You know that kind of became a chore, too much of a chore where I wasn't actually enjoying playing anymore. Right in the in the acoustic could of covers thing. And I sure. Said, yeah, I want to I want to do this and, and hit the ground running again. And um, yeah, yeah
0: Warbirds formed after that. Yeah, man. there you go. Yeah. And. Um, well, yeah, because we've played back bef- uh, with you guys with the passouts, you know, circa two thousand. I think the first gig that we played would have been in twenty fourteen, or was it before yeah. that? I think. It w- I think we did. It wasn't the first one. Uh, I maybe twenty thirteen. Maybe anyway. maybe there was a show here and there in twenty thirteen, yeah. but I know once we you launched hit me the up album, randomly, like you yeah. saw. So,
1: so- was playing somewhere. or maybe I got a message from
0: you, or yeah, I so, said, "Hey man, do you want to play? Yeah, yeah, doing yeah." Ya ya's, you know, and play that... with the residency, and I mean no, that was actually, that was the first gig. I right? think that would have been the first that was, gig,
1: and that was in um,
0: like April twenty fourteen,
1: April May
0: June or something like that. Yeah, yeah, but it that was been about gig
1: because I know I went overseas. Like, it was we played yeah. that week? I was I was pissing off for about a couple of months. So I remember yeah. it being, I remember it vividly.
0: Yeah, that was a, that was a wild gig, man. Like we, are, if people listening aren't from Melbourne and never been to Yaya's, Yaya's is a venue in Brunswick. Um, on is it Smith Street or Brunswick Street? I can't remember. it's no, on it Smith Street. Street in
1: Collingwood. It Collingwood. is Collingwood, Collingwood, that's
0: right. Smith Street in Collingwood, and right next to it is a gay bar. <laughs> and um, we we played that um, you know that residency. You know, I'm not sure if it was a night that you were there, Ant, but one of the nights, um, we had this guy come up to us. He was just drunk really drunk and he's had his, you know, his boyfriend there with him and he goes oh how much is the is the skateboard I'm like oh 80 bucks he goes how much for the vinyl oh 30 bucks how much for the poster oh you know 25 bucks how much for the CD I'm like dude you know they're, it's all, all here man <laughs> yeah it's all here you know there's a combo deal you buy everything you know you can have it all for 200 bucks like yeah alright give me two lots of everything I'm like Really? What? Yeah, man. I said, okay. And so I put it all together and he just, he just got this wad of cash out of his pocket. Did he watch his play? I think he saw us from like outside. Oh, okay, yeah, right. But then he saw the merch and he just fell in love with the merch. He left. You would have been wrapped. I was. Uh, There's the most money the, I'd yeah, ever made. Half of... for the money that someone just likes <laughs> to gear that much that they I want know. to buy two loads of it. Ironically, the dude <laughs> left. I think he only wanted one skateboard and he actually left it at the bar, so I didn't even have to worry about it. And then he gave me too much money. He gave me like 500 bucks or whatever it was. It was something silly. And so I never forget those gigs because, yeah, one of them obviously wasn't the night that you were there because you would remember that. We yeah, would. We would. Would, have, would have been like, oh, my God, this dude just gave me a yeah, ridiculous yeah. amount of coin for this. But I was stoked because I put so much work into that merch and, and how it looked and stuff. And I was like, yes. And that yes, was enough. That was enough, man. But there you go. <laughs> hey, um, so Warbirds, how often um, do you guys – because you guys did a tour of Sydney, didn't you?
1: Yeah, we. Uh, early Where did you year, play up there? <clears throat> we played Frankie's, uh, Frankie's Pizza. Frankie's. Which is – Awesome, awesome place. And also in Roselle, we played at the Bridge Hotel. Yes. Um, so we organised the uh, gigs with the boys from Divine Electric. Okay. Um, good guys. We met them here. We actually played a gig with them here in whole, at Whole Lot of Love and got along really well. Good players, good songs, good band. Mm. And um, we kind of stayed in touch. And um, I said, Look, man, you know, we wanted to release an EP if we could lock something in. <clears throat> and um, yeah, it was really good fun. Did a bit of a road trip. It was only honestly, um, I gotta say, just a drop of the ocean for what we really want to do. And
0: you know, yeah, yeah. And, did you fly up there or did you drive? No, we drove. We did, you we drove did, up we there. We did the road
1: trip thing, which is good. It's did good you fight. have to hire a car? Or yeah, we hired a car.
0: Hired the the the, the juicy yeah. van.
1: We've got a um, an Outlander, Mitsubishi <laughs> Outlander. We've got a four wheel
0: drive. Look like a family. <laughs> Look at a Family you. wagon it was great. How much did it cost to hire the?
1: It was actually it wasn't too bad, man. I think it was. A couple hundred bucks. So it wasn't that much, man. That's it pretty was actually, good. It was actually very good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you drove up there, and then you drove back, and drove back. We went up on the Thursday, played Thursday, Friday, drove back on the Saturday, then we played on uh, at the Brunswick Hotel before it flooded, unfortunately, on on the Sunday. So we did a matinee gig, yeah, as well. So it's good. It was. It's, it's Frankie's it. is wild, man. Frankie's is the best. Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. We kind of stuffed up, actually. We um. We played that night. We had a really good gig. It was a good turnout. Yes. And um, and then the next day we were playing in Roselle. And Lee forgot, as Lee does, our drummer, <laughs> for, forgot his drum stand. He's, oh, he's, mate. He's like a snare stand or something. He forgot something at the back oh. there because your storage is... The fruit and veg section and the beer kegs, you know, at the back there behind that little stage, that's where you store your stuff, yeah? At, at, at the at Frankie's, yes. Yeah. yeah, there's beer kegs everywhere. So you, it's, it's, it's easy, it is easy to kind of not see something, you know. Yeah, it's, 100%. Especially a gig. And, yeah, yeah. And so we, we, we played the Bridge Hotel and it was an okay turn. It wasn't too bad. And Where's uh, the Bridge Hotel? Is that in up there Roselle? as well? So it's Bell Mainway. So it's about 15, 20 minutes out of the city. Ah, okay, not too cool. Far. It's nice. It's a good venue. It's a very... I would say stingy. The actual band venue is awesome. Nice, good stage, good sound, um, and it's a. I think it's a really old old pub, so you have got a lot of old school barflies that I think they live there pretty much. We met some unusual friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and that night we um, Lee was stressing about his stand. I said, "Okay, let's go. We'll have another round, and before we go back, And we forgot about the lockout laws." At um oh. at um in Sydney it's very strict. Yes, at two o'clock you're is. done. You you're... can't get in or or if you leave you're you're done. Yeah? Unless it's the casino. Uh, yeah, unless it's the casino. Anyways, yeah. um, so Jared and I, as usual, were drinking, and you know Lee was a designated driver, and we had to go back into the city, which is obviously exciting. It's an adventure, you know, in Sydney in the city there. Yeah, because and they're... we just missed out. <laughs> we couldn't actually get. It. The place was pumping. Back into Frankie's, yeah, but we couldn't get in because it was one thirty-one, and at 1.30, they stop anyone else going back in.
0: But you just played there, oh no, no you played there, was there the, the night day before, after yeah. Oh yeah. no, and we're
1: like, fuck, what are we going to do now? Because we actually stayed at the King's Cross. That's, that's where our, our hotel was. Yeah, yeah, I've stayed up there. Yeah, it's nice actually. It's, yeah, it's pretty. Not too it's,
0: bad. Yeah, we are near the big Coke sign, right.
1: Yeah, it was. We, again, you meet some good friends, some nice people there. There's some, you know, <laughs> some interesting mixture, characters. Yeah. yeah, and so we were so. So Lee had to go in and find his stand. He goes, "Boys, we, we should have left a bit earlier <laughs> because it's <there's truck laughs> in there. it looks like a really good night, you know." So yeah, that's unfortunate. But that was good fun. It was, it was good. It was, and so it, you, you never actually got no, to go in no, and get. No, we, uh, we just hit King's Cross. and yeah, there was just a few bars, and that was it. We were, we were exhausted, though, man. It was a long drive up, and
0: ah, oh, yeah, man, it, it does kind of catch up to you a little bit. 100%. The very yeah. first tour that um, I went to Sydney with the passouts was in 2014 after we'd launched a record. And I um, tacked the the um, the tour on the end of a, a work thing that was happening in Sydney for right. me. So I'd already oh, nice. flown so we up there. there. I was already there. And I was like, well, sweet, if the boys drive up with the gear... We can do a few gigs, and
1: you live you like a real rock star. Like people got to right? rock up with your gear. Yeah, right? and they you're did. Wrong here, man, yeah. yeah,
0: and so we played two <laughs> venues up in Sydney that are now both gone. Easy Tiger and FBI Social. They both don't exist anymore. But uh, after the first gig, I was like, "Let's go out, boys!" And they're like, "I'm stuffed, Dave. We've been on the road for yeah, twelve yeah, yeah. hours." Yeah. I'm like, okay, tomorrow night we have to do. It. Like, yeah. and they're like, "We finished the second gig." I'm like, "All right, let's go out, boys. Yeah. Let's do it." He's like. Dave, we've got to drive home tomorrow. We can't go anywhere <laughs> yeah. with you. I'm like, oh, this sucks. You yeah. guys suck. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah. I wasn't the one who had to drive home. I had a, I had a plane the next day, so yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. didn't really get it's it. It's a lot but...
1: easier when it's a one-hour flight compared oh, to like yeah.
0: a hour drive. It's a lot it, easier, man. man. Jeez. <laughs> Oh, that's cool, man. And so, um, looking back on all of these bands that you played with, you know, Aftershock, the Baby Doll Junkies, the, 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 what was the? Charing Cross. Charing Cross, Warbirds.
1: There's a few other ones in between, in between as well. well, I'd have the pleasure of, uh, like, I really enjoy, I I love singing and and playing guitar. I love it. That's, that's, my thing, or I really get, get uh, it's very uh rewarding, I, yeah. I Just love it. You're at home
0: when you're doing this, but
1: it's also so much fun being the like the lead guitarist and backing vocalist. I love doing that, yes. It's easy, it's fun. I'm not gonna have a few beers before I don't stress about having to you know, remember all the words, yeah. Remembering <laughs> words, and it's just so much fun. I really enjoy it. I yeah. really enjoy it, yes. Yeah, so
0: if anyone's uh, after a lead <laughs> guitar player,
1: side, yeah. But I do enjoy, also enjoy doing that as well, you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And what, which band was that? Did you get to do that in? Um,
1: it was a band called um, Ash Wednesday and eventually called The Love Dogs. Um, it was, again, kind of educational. Like, I always, mm. um, with, with any band I've played with, I'll try and, um, whether it's not my like uh, exact style of rock I might like, you mm. know what I mean? Um, I always like to... Um, Learn something from it, take something from it, whether it's um, guitar tones, harmonies, songwriting, song yes. structure. Yeah. Um, just keep learning. I always try and keep, uh, I don't know, just... just
0: uh, You've got to take something away from every gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gig, like a really yeah.
1: Take it for what it is, you know what I mean? I'm, I don't know, I enjoy it. I'm like even doing the Pearl Jam stuff with, with you when you play yeah. with different players and playing different songs and... It's um you learn things and you, you get, find inspiration from different players and singers and it's it's
0: good it's a good mm. thing you know like what you want to do what you don't want to
1: do yeah, yeah well exactly yeah yeah I think that was bad <laughs> <It wasn't, laughs> yeah so um
0: yeah yeah so but... and so when you are playing with all these groups can you look back and think um there was like a favorite gig in your mind like oh that that show was out of control I wish I could you know jump in the DeLorean and take like yeah, myself yeah. back there um, like yeah.
1: We played a gig at, I'm not sure if you remember, a venue called The Green Room.
0: Oh, The Green Room. Downstairs. Yes, on Swanson to, Street. Next, it was
1: right next. No, Dude. it's on Elizabeth. Yes,
0: Elizabeth. Yes, yes. I remember <coughs> The Green it's Room. It's
1: downstairs and it's next to The Backpackers. Uh-huh. The Backpackers.
0: 100%. It does yeah, not exist yeah. anymore. But that and was the tits back in the early noughties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so this was about. It had a green light. Yeah, So they yeah, called yeah. it The Green Room. And um, we.
1: Um, I remember that place. I remember playing a gig and we are on second. Yes. And this was with Charing Cross. Yes. Um, and we we're a band of drinkers, man. We love partying and having, having a few time. drinks, yeah. Um, and we do have our friends from other bands. So we'll play. Yeah, we'll play any gig you give us, man, you know. And we're mm. a good band. Mm. And I remember we were playing second and I had an 85 Meteor back then, which is like a little laser. Before there was a Ford laser, there was a, actually before there was a... A Ford Focus, there was a laser. Before a laser, there was, it was a, meteor. A, a Meteor, right? That was my mum's car.
0: <laughs> a Ford Meteor. And
1: I had a 3x10 um, crate valve combo yes. amp, which fit perfectly into the boot of this thing. Where two guitars, we fit on top. Well, it could fit everything in the boot of this thing. It was awesome. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I remember rocking up. It was a rainy night. I remember it was kind of a windy, kind of you know, a shit night. And I'm kind of stressing, and going, I hope people come to this gig, man. You yeah. Know? And, you know on second, oh, I'll be good if we're third, you know, doing that, that kind of thing. And Yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember as I rocked up, the first band was on and it was probably about 10 people in the, in the room. And um the boys eventually rock up. And by the time we actually got on, the place was pretty packed. We were playing with uh, the Dead Things and a band called, um, is it Which Which Cat Witch. Cat Witch. Yeah. Uh, they were kind of like a goth, goth rock band. Yeah. And um, they were headlining. So obviously, you know, the turnout was a mixture of hard rockers and goth rockers. It was fucking great. Mm. And um, we tore it up. The place was chockers. I'm not sure if you remember the stage. It it was like in the corner of an L-shaped kind of room. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So the front of the stage was the corner. Like there was, you know, Mm. and it was just wicked. Like we just had a fucking ball and it was just a really good night. Uh, We pushed on afterwards. It was a big, big night and it was just fun. There was no politics. There was no... um, no like no facebook no you know yes. social media none of that none shit of you that just rock crap. up you had a um mail mail what do you call it like a um an email Email list. thing that you know you leave your details yeah. and we'll and send you would to sign up yeah, to yeah, the, saw, come yeah. next to the
0: gig yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so there was no um Check us out on
1: WW of Nothing. None you know? of that crap, yeah, and I yeah. guess the Beat so the Magazine came to gigs and man. Was, yeah,
0: they would just come in yep. droves. Yeah, man, and so that was a good
1: example where we're on at 9 o'clock, whatever yes. it might have been, and the place was full. Yes, and you know, people wanted to go out and watch some bands. You know, and that was what 2001? Like oh yeah, about two thousand four I reckon. It was just before that it was, was started, still going yeah. two thousand four.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, I mean. That takes me back, man. I haven't thought of the green room since, yeah, I mean, the early noughties. Because- Apart from the stairs, the place was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the place was great. Well, yeah, they couldn't have been a, as bad as the stairs at the, the Revolver.
1: revolver. <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> we both were going there. Jay sold bassist in our band, he had a, I think his 8x10 bass cabinet. he thought, fuck, I, I, she might have been a... Whatever quad box, but he thought, yeah. fuck this. He just threw his quad box down the stairs. He just rolled it down. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, he goes, I'm not carrying it. Yeah.
0: And he just threw it yeah. down the stairs. It's like an old, old, uh, <coughs> survived. <laughs> it survived. Yeah. It <laughs> survived. I don't think anything could survive they were those stairs. Those stairs yeah. yeah, no, they were brutal. I think a close second to the worst stair lug uh, venue in, in town would be the. Ding dong! Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, I was I was for that, yeah. Because yeah. they narrow those stairs, so I was behind the stage there. Yeah, they're
0: brutal, man. The ding dong stairs. Is <laughs> that you f- still going? No, no, no. There that because it reopened, and then no, I haven't I heard it's anything been sold of it. Because the last time well, we played there, actually, Smokestack did, did a gig there, um, like about two years ago now. I reckon it was. We
1: played there before the the fire, so yes. it was like that massive. The massive my, yeah. fire, yeah. Actually, no, no, I'm wrong. I played. Yeah, they changed played the venue completely Queen differently. And, um, yeah. Warbirds played with Shadow Queen and Dell and Delacoma. There you go. We played a gig. Yeah,
0: it was good. Good room. Really good room. Went there f- to see a few bands. Yeah, well, when they were it was great. And I saw you guys. Did you there? see the smokestacks? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that one time we played yes. there. We we put like all army stuff behind us. And awesome everything, gig. And, yeah, awesome it was gig. Good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was fun, you know. Well, talking about gigs. Mm. Can you look back and think, and can you tell me about the worst gig that you've ever played? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, there's obviously, there's, you know, plenty of bad ones in a way, you know. But of there course. was one gig we played. Um, what was it called? Was it called Dreams? You know, the Queensbury Hotel on the corner of Queensbury. Remember the Queensbury? It's still there now. Okay, but it's called. Something else down here. Sure. It's with the Queensbury Hotel, which is on the corner of Queensbury Street and Elizabeth Street in the city. Right. <clears throat> and just down Queensbury Street to your right was a place called Dreams. Okay. And it was two levels and it was like an S&M club kind of thing. Right? I think I
0: remember this place. Yeah, yeah. And we
1: played a few gigs there. And we play and I remember there was like a cage hanging down from the roof where they might put someone in there. I played it, there. Yeah. Yes. Right, I right. played
0: there with the pass outs back like two thousand and five yeah. or six or so something. It was one of our again, first gigs? Cross. Dreams. Yeah. And, um, so we
1: played a couple and it was good. It was pretty cool. Yeah. You got fucking some peculiar people rock up there as well. You know? Yeah. And then they had um another stage up upstairs which we played a gig there. Mm. And this is fucking great. We had um the bassist at the time said um I've got an intro, intro music for this geek boys. Oh, I said, okay. I go, what is it? He goes, oh, I'm going to surprise you. I'm going to tell you, it's going to be intro music. Oh, I said, great. So we went up there, and you know, I think we were on second or something, and um, and we hear, it was a Top Gun,
0: and we looked at him and going, what the
1: fuck have you done, man? Like, and the best part is, like, he didn't tell. Look, like the sound guy when we're going to come in or whatever oh, so we're for just like kept two and a half minutes oh right God. and I only got the soloing and we're standing there we're going, we're going red he's all red, <laughs> and we kick into our song and my mic's not working <laughs> so after like three minutes of waiting to play yeah. I'm singing for the whole song there's
0: nothing nothing so like what know, are you doing it to was me. just
1: weird everyone's kind of like it was just really awkward people are coming yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we play, and we start playing, and the songs are right off bad, you know. But in regards oh, to really bad gigs, I mean, as a vocalist yourself, you know, yes. you might be hard on yourself if you have a bad, if you if you've got a cold or whatever. Sure, you know? yeah, it might yeah. be a bad gig, or if you had a, you know. But um, I don't know. I've never really had a bad gig where something caught fire, or I don't have like an amazing story to to tell. Like, no, you know but know I mean? but that that works
0: but, though, man, because you, there's nothing like being on stage. And you feel completely helpless. Yeah, like there's there's nothing you can do at that moment to yep. actually get through that yep. next couple of minutes. Well, and it feels like an eternity. Yeah, you know?
1: well, thankfully we've like, with all the gigs I've played, I've always got through a gig, so I've never had an amp blow up or yeah. or something where we have to stop the show or your pedal. You know, um, so in hindsight, really. That was just weird. That was just wrong. You know what yeah, I mean? that, yeah. So we never had an interest song after that again. That's it. Um, especially a top guard. Like yeah. it had nothing to do with anything. Like, <laughs> <was just> like... <laughs> uh, I reckon the drummer
0: in my band <laughs> secretly has always wanted to have that music because it's his favourite film. Oh fuck! Man. He's got a tattoo. What of about it. yourself? Oh, worst gig? Yeah. Um, no one's ever flipped that one on me. Actually, Ant. you've put me on the spot. I feel like. <coughs> Probably the worst gig I can probably remember would be probably be like a covers gig. Oh yeah. Probably not an original show. Yeah. yeah. Where like, um, I mean, for example, <laughs> I know where you're going with this. Yeah, like when yeah. people yell out a song or abuse Actually, you know what? I'll tell you a story. A few <laughs> a few months ago, I was playing a gig down in Alec. I was doing a, a cover gig there, maybe once a month, and this woman um, was yelling out. Uh, flame trees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or something like really bogan. You know, horses. I think it was horses. It was most likely horses. Mostly horses. She's like, play horses. Play horses. And I played it. And then. Maybe she wasn't in the room or something. And then she came back. She's like, play horses, you know. And I'm like, dude, leave me alone. I'm just, I'm, <laughs> and, and it's bad when you're point... trying to
1: concentrate. Yeah. And playing. Like, you know, some songs you might need to focus That's on. That's right.
0: And I'd been told that night that that was my last time I was playing there. They stopped, they were going to stop music on Sunday afternoons. And I was like, well, I got nothing to lose. So I was like, I, I on the mic, I'm like, look. I'm at work right now. I don't come to your place. (laughs) I did the whole Jerry Seinfeld thing. (laughs) I don't come to your place and steal your stapler and tell you to freaking, you know, do an email. I've played the song, Leave Me Alone, you know. And then at the end of the set, I went up to the security guard. I said, get that woman out of here. She was abusive. She was rude, obnoxious. Just get her out. And the the security guard took ages to get rid of her. And she kept, like, yelling at me. And I'm like... Dude, I'm just trying to do my job. Leave me alone. It's funny, man, when you, know? you, when you say that. We played with the acoustic trailer. We,
1: we had a residency in Moama, in Echuca, at yeah. Yeah. the bowling club there, which is like this venue that they've redone. they spent like millions of dollars in this place. So it's really cool, Yeah, kind of styling. And um, I think it might have been the first gig we're going there. I mean, the, the, the other guitarists were really good mates. So like with yourself, we could talk guitars and talk bands for, for hours, yeah? Sure. And so we're driving up. It's he and I in the front. He's driving and Treen, our Singers in the back She's sleeping <laughs> And we're driving We miss the Echuca turn off Man So we're going the way to Albury i am done um, Go on And um, <laughs> She wakes up <laughs> For some reason I actually remember Him and I looked at each other We saw the Echuca turn Or the the uh, Like the, the turn off But we kind of looked at each other And thought It's probably not it And we just kept going We were talking about like Zach Wilde or Les Paul Or whatever it might have sure, been Sure yeah And we drove like for an hour I think Nearly the wrong way man <laughs> And we timed it so we can get there by, I think we had to be on at seven. Yes. So we can get there by four o'clock, five o'clock, unload, set up, then we can freshen up, have a steak, like enjoy it. Like that's part of the thing you of enjoy course. playing covers. Covers, you, yeah. You, you get, get to to have the meal, and, you know. yeah. It's very. And stre- dude, we went free. the back streets of Victoria to get to Atrucha, man. See, so yeah, it was we had to cut through like forests and yeah. And we got. I remember it was a hot day. We rocked up, fucking sweating, right? <laughs> and we got there in with enough time to set up and play. That was it. Yeah, so we drove for about four hours, man, to get oh. to the gig, and um, and we set up, and on, the, on this night, sort of playing on the main stage because it was a quieter night. Sure, Cause it doesn't matter how many people there. You've got a contract that you've got to, you know, whether the place is packed, whatever. Whatever clients are have or not. And we played. They had like a little piano bar area, like a little with lounges, and like a fireplace, and and our uh, our audience for the night were these three men in their eighties. Whoa. Like fucking pensioners, dude. Jeez. And they're sitting there, like, like just staring at us, and we're playing <laughs> a Little Bit of Sunshine. <laughs> like just yeah, you know, nice. And um I remember one of them was like in a wheelchair, drooling, and and we're <laughs> playing. We're tired, and we're like, we drove all this way to, to get here. Three we got like people. a crowd of four people to a quiet Friday night, and it was oh, just, it was man. just so funny. Again, like hindsight. <laughs> we're trying to do the professional thing. We've got manager walking around, and yeah, it was fuck. It was so funny, man. Soul in hindsight, at the time, yeah. we're like, we still put on the show and a bit of banter
0: in between songs.
1: You got to kind of, you that's know, all you can do. It was so good. It
0: was really good. <laughs> And so when um when you guys went up to Sydney, did you have anything um that happened to you that you look back like, oh gosh, that was hilarious! Like I can't believe we, I mean, I guess you kind of told that story, you know, from going up to um to Echuca, Yeah, yeah. When you did, because you did say you did those shows up in um Sydney. Was there any? Can I bleed anything more out of you from those shows up there?
1: Um, not necessarily. To be honest, like you said, you know, with the drive up and back, you can, you know, get hammered after a gig, but the chances are you, you could – I don't know. Talk about the performance as well. You've got to make sure you can kind of, you know. So we, there wasn't anything too memorable. Jared and I like to get on it a little bit. And, sure. Um, so, you know, Lee crashed on the first. time. I think I the second too, man. And we, we kind of pushed on afterwards a little bit. And, yeah, yeah. So, how um, do you find drinking
0: and being still be able to sing? It's interesting.
1: I think it's mind over matter, dude. I, I actually, with all the years I've spent singing, and, you know, when I first started, I always had this recipe of drinks set before I would sing. So I'd have a bourbon, a beer, and a, and a shot or something. It was just. Yeah. If anything, it just dries your vocal cords out. Yeah. Yes. Dehydrates them. That's right. Um, I've got some mates that like having some whiskey because it warms up the vocal cords. I think that dries the fuck out of my vocal cords. Yes. Um, I tend to not really drink much beforehand at all. Right. Um,
0: Alcohol wise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Before the gig. Yes. I can have a couple of beers, you know what I mean? And, beers. And, and I'll get away with that. Yeah. But, mate, having said that, you know, I've, I've played some gigs where I've gotten hammered and sang brilliantly. Right. So I think it might affect. I don't know like if if it affects you let's say you're feeling a bit parched and you might adjust your vocal technique sure and that might suffer where you're, yeah. not, you're not opening up naturally right Um. so for me it's I won't have any fireballs I find that they are the worst thing to the have before. fireball see, whiskey yeah fireball whiskey is a cinnamon chilli kind of
0: thing ah yes I had those having in Queensland Yeah, good
1: love them I love it <laughs>
0: But not before. Um, no to, way,
1: real no. bad. That just strips the lining off your vocal cords. It's Most bad. definitely, yeah, really
0: bad. That's almost damaging. But um, sure. Yeah, look. Um, no, because okay. I've never been able to do that, man. I think I mean, in my early twenties, I was in the cover band scene, and I saw the just the brutal nature of what alcohol can do to just. But the cover punter. band scene
1: is different with cover band. You've got to play three sets. You've got to play at least yeah.
0: forty songs roughly in a night. 30 yeah. Songs, yeah, yeah, 30, 40 35, songs. Thirty five, yeah, yeah.
1: In an original band, ten songs. Yeah, forty five minutes, eight songs. Yeah, I reckon. Right?
0: I, maybe I'm just a bit precious. Like I want to be make sure that I can hundred percent deliver deliver because yeah. they're, 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 I care about them because yeah. they're my songs yeah. and I want them to sound as best I 100%, can. Yep. Yeah. Whereas this sounds terrible, but if I'm playing covers. Don't really care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to get through. <laughs> no, yeah. we've got to get through them. Get through get them. Through yep. it. so I'll have a little drink here and there if I'm doing yeah, covers. Yeah. You know, yeah. if I have to drive, whatever, I, I won't have too much. I actually obviously, did but... a gig with
1: the. This is a good, good, good one for you. I did a gig with the uh, Rock Doctors, which is a friend of mine who's got his own like little roster of bands, and he's got his cover band called the Rock Doctors. Sure. So if he gets a gig, he'll line up. You know, have a few guitarists he can choose from, whatever, and he'll run the show. Yeah, and we played in Shepparton for a couple a couple of nights in Sheppard over a couple of months or a month or whatever it might have been. Yeah. And at that place where we played, another venue has, has the crowd until midnight. Mm-hmm. Then after that, all the drunken Bogans, you know. Go to? Uh, uh, Flanagan's. Where, in where you were playing. Yeah. So I'll do an acoustic set at about 10, Yes. And our second set was two sets. So we'll do, do 29 songs straight, man. 28 songs straight. And you know, you're singing, like, Choir Boys, Dragon, like... No break? No. And so we just smashed it out. We just kind of kept it going.
0: For, like, two hours? Oh, it was about...
1: Oh, it was a good solid hour and a half, hour and 45. Actually, probably more. Yeah, probably two hours. Or two that in the place. morning. Man. And that was great. I was really happy with that because I got through it. And you went And I had drinking, a couple of pints. Had a couple of pints? Yeah. No
0: problems. Nope. I think oh, there's yeah. no
1: problems. Like after you know the next day you you, you sore, I guess. But of course, um, yeah. I was wrapped that I got through like a marathon, like yeah. like you said, because you want to make sure you sing those nine songs, yes, to the best of your ability, yeah, and when hit those big notes or yeah. whatever. Um, and this was good. I've got got through it, and um, I don't know. Like I said, playing covers is it's it's good. It's good for you. Oh, most definitely, as man. As a musician,
0: yeah. Well, I, I find it even helps your songwriting just basically because of the sub subconscious level that you have in your own mind. Like when you're writing a tune or what, if something comes to you, like even though you're not listening to a song and go, I want to write a song like that, you know, you might've written a song and And the only reason something there. Yeah. And then someone will say to you, Hey, that sounds like this song. And you'll go, yeah, I've never heard that song or yeah, I have heard that song, but that wasn't my intention. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, but, um, Oh, far out, man. That's, uh, that's the thing. Hey, so I wanted to ask you this, Anth. Um, you've got a child now, don't you? Yeah, a boy or a girl? I Harvey. Remember. Harvey, who's little four boy? months or the seventh? He's only four months yeah. old. Yep. And so <laughs> we were talking, you know, before we started having the chat, having on the a lovely podcast. dinner which you cooked up. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, beautiful. Um, uh, that uh, you are wanting to hit the road a little bit more with the Warbirds, yeah. and um. Yeah, I guess my question to you is, yet you know, now that you've got little Harvey, um, is that going to be a difficult thing to be able to go on yes. the road, even though you're a yeah. dad? Yes, it will be difficult. Yeah. yeah,
1: like you know, yourself having kids, you know, leaving your kids, I suppose. Um, yeah, you know, you don't like to miss out on things, you know. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, like I said, it's I found actually he's added to my life like a lot of people say oh you have a kid and that's it you're done man you can sell your gear and you need to work and look yeah. after your kid and so it's not true it's, it's you know no. some people do live by their kids they'll have kids and the kids are their lives and everything's about the kids right yes some people, people do, do. That. I don't like that no right? um, if anything it's added to our lives it's yeah created more inspiration more joy uh, yeah he's gorgeous he's an awesome kid and I love it I love playing I love playing now uh, even more yeah, so I'll be in the studio at home, and you know, playing some tunes. I might hear them crying or giggling in the background. You know, in between, and, and it's it's nice, sure. You know? oh, so when it comes to touring, it's something you know. Obviously, we plan. Um, we definitely do. Um, we'll probably release um, with another album or EP late this year or early next year, depending. Yes, and we're doing a music video this this week actually this Friday for one of the songs off our current EP, Control.
0: Um, I was going to ask because I was watching a bit of your stuff um, today on the the YouTube channel, yeah. and um, I I rewatched because I'd seen it before, but I rewatched the 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 um, film clip for Control. Yeah, um, and I wanted to <laughs> ask where where you shot that. Like,
1: oh yeah, that was at um, at the Wick, the Wick Studios. Oh, it really? Like that big room next door. Yeah, the, uh, there's like a separate room next door. Yeah, um, and um, Nelly. Um, who Nellie Howie who um, we shot with a good friend of mine I used to play Oh fuck I've got to with the Scarlets. So I also playing in a band called the Scarlets for a little while there for about nine months. Ah. Yeah. It was like a rock punk Dressed up in black and ruby sequences and stuff like that. It was, it was good. We played Ru- to... Ruby sequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've we still got the shirt at home, man. We right played off. with um, the Los Angeles, like John Karabi and some of the guys, uh, Eric Dover, and some of the guys that played with Slash and Motley Crue. And oh, wow. So that was at the high five Bar. That was great. That was really good. That was good fun, man. But um, yeah, so she does photography and bits and pieces. So I approached her. She put a little post up online. And, yeah. and um, so she had help. Re, she was part of the process when it when they had the big renovations and re, the rebrand re and sure so she was affiliated with um with dan yep who runs a the place there and um yeah we've got a good deal on on that big room there so we um yeah we shot it all in there Set it all and up they and look a white room there and then plus look a big room there so we used both the rooms you, and yeah. tried to create a bit of a contrast theater. Oh, that's cool, clip, man! No, yeah. it
0: definitely came come across really cool. Yeah. And so the stuff you're going to shoot for, um, what what is it for? My Symphony. That's right. Yep. Um What do you what, what's the? Pl- I mean, without giving too much away, what 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 are the plans for the for the next film clip? Can it's you tell? It's going to be different. Yeah. Um. Because reality check and control are kind of similar. Like they are kind of similar. Playing... We, it wasn't
1: supposed to be similar. Yeah. Was, so we did have a, a a pretty strong concept which kind of got adjusted, unfortunately. For Control. Yes. So we still love the clip and it worked out really well. But um, Reality Chick film clip was brilliant. We did that with Danny Nolan Mm. from Clear And we're doing the the third clip with him now. Right. Right. And so I've got a friend who's in construction and one of his mates, he um, had this massive warehouse that was brand new in Derham somewhere. Yeah. And his place was fucking, it was like a hangar. It was empty. Wow. So we ran all the power from the builder's pole. From the front of there was no power in there. This so was for reality check. For reality check. So we, I love that film. That, that's that, that, right. That, it's
0: huge. Yeah. That one. I didn't rewatch that one today. But yeah, the yeah, the scenery in that one's and we really love big. What
1: Danny did with that, and, and it was good good project. So I approached him, and we caught up, and we had went to Topolino's down Fitzroy Street there. And Topolino's, the yeah. Coneheads, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's the one. Yeah, and Archies whatever next door, and yeah. um, and we had he had a concept, like he had a vision, and he threw it out there. It was something different, and we. We We don't want to do the usual thing where you go on a stage, yes, a smoke machine and you rock out and sure. You try to put something else, you put some tits in there or whatever it is, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um which is good. Sure. Yeah. But we do want it to um have some originality and have a bit of a story and um yeah. so Danny's got a great concept. Yeah. I won't give too much away. We're shooting it in Footscray. There's a place called The Line, the venue called The Line. Cool. Which is like this old rustic building. Yeah. And um yeah, we've got that this Friday, so we'll see
0: what happens, man. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing that, man. Yeah, That's going to be yeah, great. Yeah, so we're pretty excited. Um, yeah,
1: and like I said, it's a great concept. It's it's uh, very different to what any other rock band will be doing at the
0: moment. Cool. So, yeah. Nice. I'll yeah. look forward to that. We'll keep keep a keep an eye out Definitely. for that, everybody. Um, and so within the Warbirds, because uh, you are a a, a three piece. Yeah. Um, how do you guys write your songs? Do you pretty much like come up with the whole thing and then just go, hey, boys, this is how it goes? Or is it more Um, of a jam kind of thing? Yes and no, yes and no. Um,
1: I I write all the lyrics. Yes. Um, Writing, majority of the songs I'll I'll bring to the table. Yeah. Um, And majority of the times I won't write the whole song. Yes. So I'll have more or less an intro or, you know, I won't be doodling on the couch. Yeah. You come up with a kind of a cool guitar part or or maybe a cool line, a melody comes into your head. You know how it is. Of course. It might happen when you least expect it, yeah? Yeah. Um, and so I'll have a basic outline of a song, mm. have an intro, verse, chorus kind of thing. And what I want to do is I figured I could write all the songs from start to finish, um, and they'll probably have, you might hear some consistency between all the songs. I try to yeah. keep all the songs very different and diverse. Um, But I also like to have the boys' input um, on structure, middle sections, middle eights. We we, we like to have some instrumental breakdowns instead of just having a solo in the middle. We'll have some breakdowns in the middle instead. Yeah. Um, So I'll allow the song to grow with the other guys because they'll think differently. They might have a different idea. They might go, Anthony, let's do the chorus first. And so I allow it to, to. I don't give them a finished
0: product. No. If that makes sense. But you do, like, so you go in and you'll have, like, the verse, chorus, yeah. intro sorted, and then what they're more doing is, like, helping you with the arrangement. Pretty much, yeah. It's not well, like they're going, as well, oh, why my- don't you sing this? Why don't you sing. Like I add, I added some v- verse lyrics. you yeah. like these, that, yeah. that's not happening. I wish
1: it would, actually. You know, <laughs> I had a great uh, idea
0: for the chorus. Could you do like sing this? Like yeah, you know, <laughs> and you're like, so that doesn't happen. <laughs> no, it doesn't no, happen. No, no. It's all you. <clears throat> I want to
1: see like um, Jared. Uh, also, we'll have. Um, some riffs that we might work on, yes, and, and then which is you—I I know you would have done this before, where you have mm. you, you might bump into a riff in between a song. If you might have a break come in, yeah, and Joe might play a kind of a cool riff, and all of a sudden, half an hour later, we've got a fucking song, like a yeah. ripper song, four minutes, four out of five minutes is done. That's great. Locked in, go home, refine it, come back to you know rehearsal next week. Try yeah. and remember it. <laughs> yeah. And, then you, and that's, that's my favorite thing. Yes. But unfortunately, we don't get to rehearse eight hours a day every day for it to happen. No.
0: Well, that's it. We all have day you jobs, know. don't yeah. we? Yeah.
1: Oh, man. But we did do that. We actually went to Anglesey uh, late last year for a weekend away. Oh, nice, man. we had a, man. Like a, a cottage that was like in the forest there off the beach. There you go. And um, we, set our, we got in, we set our gear up, we had some basic recording equipment, mic things up. Yeah. And I was ready to go all the time. Yes. Time. So we jam. We've got bored. Go have a smoke. And have, have a few drinks. Go have a burger, or whatever. Come back and we're yeah. ready to go. We just
0: push play and and away and you go. We wrote a couple of songs, you know. Dude, that that is so invaluable <coughs> for much a, better. a band. Yeah, and it's good to throughout the hmm. week
1: when we rehearse, it's more training. Yeah. So if we've got a gig, well, we'll go in and we'll smash the set and get it really tight. Yes. Um, but to find inspiration, sometimes you need everyone on board. And yeah. So if someone's had a Late night with the kids or whatever it might whatever be it or work or someone's
0: going to get up really early. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, and um, and then you need everyone on the ball if you if you if you bump into an idea. But there's nothing better when you do. Someone starts playing a riff, yeah, and it works, and you just gel. And before you know it, you go, "Oh, play that chord," and and just takes takes over and takes. You've so got nice a song, fun. man. Yeah, we actually got a couple of songs from um, that we have on the on the shelf that we we have played that were like that. So we're going to revisit some songs mm. and um, kind of reinvent them a little bit. So our style has changed a little bit over the last four or five years. Sure. And um, so we, some songs we do have that worked out like that. that we Because um,
0: you know. forgive me for not mem- remembering, but um, I'm pretty sure... Have the Warbirds done a full length or it's only been EPs? Only EPs.
1: We've done two EPs. So okay. we're thinking about, uh, we're tossing up whether to do another album or another EP. Yes. So we'll, we'll be, we're doing pre-production at the moment. We've done five songs. Okay. Um, we want to do about 15. Yes. And then we'll decide whether or not we pick the the best five and do like another, like we're very proud of the, the last EP. We think it's a really good body of work. And Yeah. And uh, we want to take on from that. So whether or not we use that as a good promotional tool. I think we'll probably do an album. Like yeah, gut feeling we'll do you know, maybe eleven, twelve song album. Nice man. Everything we're writing at the moment is sounding good, and it's again we're, we're keeping things different.
0: And um... well, I felt like when I was listening to the Control EP after your launch, when yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like twenty seventeen. It was the end of twenty seventeen that you launched that one. Yeah, we 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 released it in.
1: Early, de- mid-December, we launched it on the 5th of January or 6th That's of right,
0: yeah. Yep. Um, and I remember Took listening to it on the way home in the car and, and again, you know, the next few days. Um, and um, I was like, oh, yeah. And we'd come back up to, to track one after I'd finished listening yeah. to track five. And I'm like, man, I wish... I wish there was some more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. That's, that's, the, that's the kicker with an EP is that. Well, that's it, a
1: good thing. Well, it's good they didn't feature the EP and go, that was good. I've had enough. Yeah. You know, they, so you you want, to,
0: you want to hear more? That's of good. Of course, you know. Like, <laughs> I mean, because with the pass outs back in the day, you know, we did a single, an EP, and an album. And, you know, uh, the album took forever. You know, to to get off the ground, you know <laughs> that's that's why we're
1: doing it a little bit differently. As yeah, well. yeah, you
0: know, and so with the when I joined the Smokestack Lads, you know, we did a, an album straight out the gate, um, and we worked on the, the all those songs. It was a very inspirational time for me as a songwriter working with new musicians, yeah, yeah. Uh, bouncing ideas off those guys, and we we came up with um, songs. Um, the, uh, enough songs for a, a full length. Um, now this time around, we're actually in the studio again at the moment. Um, and only just recently, as of last week, we're deciding to just release singles. Um, and then yep, until uh, we have enough to li- release an entire record, and that so way we're also release again, as a record maybe yep. in a year or so, yep. once we've got the money to do it, and it's all and and it's you, just taken a huge weight and that's off something our also, and shoulders. I mean, we
1: we considered doing that as well. We thought, yeah. why don't we do singles and music videos, and you can kind of build up your online, yeah, you know, like a YouTube thing or whatever, Viva, whatever it is, yeah. Um, and um it's another it's a good good idea it's a great idea especially launches, for independent man. act
0: man because yeah. like the 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 young uh, young man uh, delsinki craig <laughs> Craigo, <laughs> um the bloke who I interviewed on the second episode of this podcast he did exactly that he he released an album of songs that he had released over a course of 4 years. Yeah. And then he's got on EPs, some some singles songs, man. exactly yeah. and he's like oh these is representative of the of the time that I released them but also like he he didn't just re- release old stuff he 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 made sure there was a couple of new songs for the yeah, release. Yeah. And when I, I told him, I was like, "Man, that sounds great! It sounds like a greatest hits kind of thing." And th- th- that's why, because I'd, I I kn- I knew all the tunes, but um, having them packaged like that yeah, yeah. on a full length record is super cool. Yeah. Well, that's
1: one thing. I've got a bunch of like songs that I've I wrote in high school and late high school, and you know, in in, in, in the early two thousands or whatever that I've, that I've never really used. I'm introducing some of them as well for some reason. Yeah. I've just kept them in the like on the shelf, you know, on the back burner for a long sure, time. Sure, yeah, for some reason. And um and so even now, out, you know, yeah, so we've just done a like a eight minute instrumental, like just a really cool, heavy, you know, kind <laughs> yeah, put of a some full. Vocals on, over it. Yeah, no vocals, bad, just nah. just playing and um and we thought why not? You know, so we Yeah. But the Warbirds we do not wanna just be classified as just a hard rock band, like a hard sure. rock free piece that sounds like Stone Temple Pilots or something. Whatever, yeah. So we wanna try and um you know, I like everything from Dream Theatre to
0: fucking Led Zeppelin or you know, Fleetwood Mac, and, yeah. Know, so, well, and that's the thing—the freedom that you have when you're doing an album—is yep. that you can create those sounds. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And you've got yep. more freedom because, it's, Yeah, it's a bigger, it's, yep. a, it's a bigger canvas. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, it's true. Ah, well, thank you so much for Absolute coming to pleasure, yeah. the uh, the Siriani yeah. House. Yeah, it was great. Anytime. <laughs> to record the uh, the Art of Touring podcast. <laughs> it's been great to catch up. The with lobster you.
1: was beautiful. The seafood <laughs> spread was mad, man. I loved it. <laughs>
0: I don't need lobster, man. Yeah. I just cooked you a five-dollar <laughs> steak from the fucking <laughs> from the seafood <laughs> The Seafood
1: platter was killer. The, I, no, I the IGA it was special It's
0: beautiful. <laughs> uh, but no, thanks for bringing the wine over, man. No, the oh, that Noir. That was that was a nice drop. <laughs> Certainly uh, made for a great conversation. Definitely, and, definitely. Um, yeah, we're looking forward to the new film clip for My Symphony. So look out for that, everybody. And um, obviously. Yeah, next time you see Warbirds um, on the book face, give them some love. Awesome. Thank you very much, man. It's Thanks, Much brother. appreciated. Of course. Ciao. Cool. Bye. We've come to the end of another episode of Art of Touring. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you like this episode, give the podcast a share on social media. Use the hashtag, hashtag Art of Touring Podcast on Instagram, and give us a follow at Art of Touring. Also, go check out my band, Smokestack Rhino, who are featured in this podcast every week. Our opening and closing theme is a song called Screwdriver Girls. You can check out the whole tune on iTunes. Uh, you can follow the band on Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Twitter, even our very own website at www.smokestackrhino.com to keep up-to-date. With our gigs, though, give us a like on Facebook where all our touring dates will be uploaded as soon as they come in. If you'd like to get in contact with me, please uh, give me an email directly at artoftouringpodcast at gmail.com. Maybe you'd like to come on the show and uh, be a guest. So, yeah, give me a message. You can listen to Art of Touring on Wooshka and you can download it on iTunes. If you've enjoyed this episode or previous episodes of the podcast, please take a moment to give the podcast a rating with your with your phone on the smartphone there, write a short review, that would be very, very cool. That's all for this week. Before I go, I have a few shout-outs. Shout-out to Chris Wall, who designed the artwork for the show. You can follow him on Instagram at Mr. Wallspelt. W-A-H-L. Big thanks to my guest this week, Anth, from Warbirds. The lads have a new video clip coming up very soon, so give them a follow on Facebook so you can watch that when it's released. Now let's get into some plugs my band, Smokestack Rhino, were playing in Sydney on July 20th at the Captain Cook Hotel with Flickertail and Riedenmeister. That's going to be a corker. The following night, Saturday, July 21st, we'll be playing at the Jamboree Music Festival alongside bands such as 1920, Nathan Cavalieri, uh, Rashani, Mike Erlington and heaps, heaps more. Tickets are available from their website at www.jamboreemusicfestival.com. We're also playing a hometown show in Melbourne on Friday, August 3rd at the Bendigo Hotel in Collingwood with Whoopi Cat and Swedish Pop Factory. All these events are up on our Facebook page so you can, uh, find the events and hit attending. You can download our debut album from iTunes or go to Bandcamp page to purchase a physical copy or grab a t-shirt. That's all from me this week. Thanks again for listening. Tune in next time for another episode of Art of Touring with the Sizz Dog. Oh, oh, oh! Remember, this week's podcast was brought to you by Hot Showers, better than a cold one! Yeah, check. Yeah, 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 two, good. Welcome to the Art of Touring. Welcome, everybody, to the Art of Touring. And, uh...